Hey everyone, Josh Case here, your online campus pastor here at Calvary Christian Center. Welcome to our podcast. May today's message bring healing, hope, and ultimately transformation. Hope you enjoy today's message. I want to leave when I'm there serving. Come on, we have challenges. We face things. Uh, come on, kids are kids. But the spirit of the Lord is moving on this generation, and I wanted you to get a glimpse of it today. I wanted you to know because some of you are called to reach this generation and some of you are going to answer that call today and some of you are called to pray for this generation but whatever you know just know that God is moving and he's not done moving yet amen that's my little commercial because these babies are my heart I love them and I'm so thankful for them today and the Lord put on my heart today to share a message with you from Jeremiah 17 5 through 8 if you will turn in your Bibles today to Jeremiah 17, 5 through 8. I'm so grateful to our apostles for this opportunity. They lead us big and they love us well, don't they? Come on, they lead us well and love us big. And we love them today and we're grateful for the opportunity to stand here. I'm grateful to be here before you today. Jeremiah 17, 5 through 8. And as Apostle was making his plans for while he was going to be out over a month ago, he told me, well, the 26th, I believe today is, he said, that's your day. And the Lord began to stir this message in my heart. And I believe it's a now moment for today. I believe that you didn't come here by accident, that the Lord has something he wants to say in this house. And Jeremiah 17, 5 through 8, this is what the Lord says. Cursed is the one who trusts in man, who draws strength from near flesh, and whose heart turns away from the Lord. That person will be like a bush in the wastelands. They will not see prosperity when it comes, and they will dwell in the parched places of the earth, of the desert, in a salt land where no one lives. But blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord. I got to say that again. But blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord whose confidence is in him. They will be like a tree planted by the water that sends out its roots by the stream. It does not fear when the heat comes. Its leaves are always green. It has no worries in a year of drought and it never fails to bear fruit. I told the worship team, I said, y'all already sang the whole message today. I'm just gonna do the altar call, so awesome. But today I want to talk to you for a few minutes about remaining rooted. Come on, are y'all ready to remain rooted today? Can you lift up your hands? Can we just ask the Lord to anoint us to hear? Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your word. We thank you for what you're doing, God, and we give you all the glory and all the praise. And I ask that you anoint me to speak your word with power, with truth, and nothing else, Father God. With your unction and your anointing and coated and bathed in the love and the spirit of God. I ask that you would anoint every ear to hear, every heart to receive. And that we wouldn't just be hearers of the word, but that we would be doers of your word, Father God. It is a lamp unto our feet and a light into our path. So we thank you for your holy and precious word. Teach us and guide us today. In Jesus' name, amen. Can you just tell someone next to you as you're being seated, say, I'm remaining rooted. I'm remaining rooted. What a powerful scripture that we hear, we read here today. It is two completely contradictory ending results. 
One result is a parched and a dry bush in the wastelands, riddled with fear and worry that misses out on the blessings and the provision of God. The other is a flourishing tree that prospers in the time of plenty and in the time of drought. It lives in peace and fulfills its God-given purpose in life, no matter what the circumstances. The only difference between the two is simply this, where their trust lies, who they put their trust in. Who does your confidence, your dependency, and your strength rely on today? We've been given a seed called trust. Where are you planting your seed? Where your trust is planted will determine whether you thrive and prosper or whether you wither up and waste away. In the Amplified Bible, it says spiritually blessed are those who trust in the Lord. Spiritually blessed. No matter what's going on in my body, and my mind, no matter what's going on around me, my spirit can remain steadfast. My spirit can remain renewed. My spirit can remain flourishing and prospering without fear or worry if I'm planted and trusting in the name of the Lord of our Jesus Christ. The droughts and the heats and the storm and the winds, they will come. We know that. You might lose a branch or two along the way. You might just bend to the point where you feel like you're going to break. The heat might be turned up, but you will only survive if you're trusted and rooted in the Lord. And not only will you survive, but the Bible says, the Word of God says, that you will prosper, that you will thrive if you put your trust in the Lord. During storms and varying conditions, trees often suffer loss of limbs or branches. A break or an injury to a tree branch, a trunk or root is not usually fatal. You see trees with branches or, or, or wounds all the time. But it's the fact that these breaks and these wounds make the tree more vulnerable and susceptible to disease, decay, and rot. It's the wound that becomes the opening for that disease to enter, that rot to come in. Wounds are often the opportunity that Satan uses as his opening to bring offense and to wear away at us and to wither away at our spirit with offense. It's his way that he brings anxiety to enter. It's the way that he can bring wounds are the way that he can enter with hopelessness and doubt. Anybody been offended? At one time or twice. Come on. Don't let it be the opportunity for Satan to kill, steal, and destroy. Anybody have anxiety that's ever tried to eat away at you? Don't let it be the enemy's opportunity to destroy the entire tree. It does not have to be fatal. If you remain rooted, you can prosper again. I read that oftentimes the best thing to do for a wounded, a broken off branch or tree is for uh, those that are tending to the tree to come in and cut the branch off a little bit farther and to cut it at an angle like this so that it's not sus as susceptible to what 
that could come in and destroy it. And sometimes we feel like why we have already been wounded that the Lord is coming in and cutting us even deeper. But that's him positioning you for healing. That's him positioning you for a hope and a future. That's him, that's him healing. That's him coming in and doing the work that he can only do. We must allow the vine dresser, the master gardener to come in and to heal our wounds and to heal the wounds of our land. But there is something that's even more dangerous and detrimental than a wounded tree, and that is an uprooted tree. Although wounds can be healed, most oftentimes an uprooted tree is a lot harder to heal. An uprooted tree, and it says especially the mature ones that look unstoppable, that look immovable, especially the mature ones have a very little chance at survival once they become uprooted. And the enemy has been at work strategically uprooting people from the house of God. He's been strategically uprooting pastors and teachers from the truth of God. He's been strategically uprooting fathers from the home. He's been strategically plucking us from our identity and our purpose in Christ. But in the name of Jesus, we will remain rooted. Come on, I believe I'm in a room full of people today that say, I'm going to remain rooted, rooted, rooted in Jesus' name. What are we to remain rooted in? Well, let's go to the word to find out. Number one, we are rooted in love. We are rooted in love. In Ephesians 3.17, it says, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that ye being rooted and grounded in love. In what? In your opinion? In your feelings? In your emotions? No, we are rooted and grounded in love, that you may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and the length and the depth and the height and to know the love of Christ which passes all knowledge that you might be filled with all the fullness of God. Come on, we are rooted and grounded. That means to make stable, to establish, to lay the foundation. God's love is what stabilizes everything. Come on, when things are crazy and out of control, we can remain in God's love. It is our common ground. That is what we are rooted in. That's what we are established in. And the love that's mentioned here is agape love. That's the love that God has with his people. Agape love involves faithfulness, commitment, and an act of will. That's the kind of love that God has for us. And he demonstrated it through Jesus Christ so beautifully. He is so faithful in his commitment to us that he willingly gave his life so that we can have relationship with him and eternal life in heaven. Are you thankful today for the faithfulness, the commitment and the willingness of God that he would send his one and only son that whoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. Come on, it's a love that has changed our lives. It's a love that's made all the difference, the love of Christ. Romans 8:38 says, for I am convinced that neither death nor life, 
nor angels, nor demons, neither present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Come on, give God a shout of praise if you're thankful for that kind of love today. It's a love beyond comprehension in all measure. Come on, it reached down to the depths of my lowest points and failures, and it stretches to the height when I'm prideful and lofty, and it extends as far as the east is from the west. It brings me back on course when I get off my path. His love reached me when I thought I was unreachable. His love picked me up when I thought there was no hope and no way for him to turn me around. It has no bounds and no limitations. That's the love of our Father that he has for us. And we must remain rooted in that love because we will remain rooted in our purpose and who God has called us to be. Oh, what a blessing to know the love that passes all knowledge. There is always new dimensions of his love to know and to discover. It's a never-ending love. It's an ever-abounding love. There's more to know his love every single day. It's a love that you can rely on and that you can trust in. You can trust in the love of God. The basis of our faith is not rooted in religion and it's not rooted in rules, amen. Oh, come on, the basis of our faith is the fact that we are loved by Christ. Oh, we are loved by Christ. I'm here to tell you today, no matter what you've done, no matter what you've been through, no matter what your story is, no matter why you came in his house today, you are loved by God. He is reaching out to you today. His love is reaching out and it's calling out to you today to come, to get grounded and rooted in his love. It's available to you. It's available to me. He said, whoever believes will have eternal life. And not only am I rooted in his love for me, but his love for me keeps me rooted in my love for others. We must remain rooted in our love for one another. Tell your neighbor, you gotta love me. Come on, tell your other neighbor, you gotta love me too. Come on. Don't you love that about Calvary, that we love each other? Oh, I thought you would shout a little bit louder than that. Come on, we love each other. I mean, I love y'all, seriously. We love each other. God's love is here. I mean, people come for the first time and they're like, man, I just feel so loved. Because it's a big family, amen? Are we a big family today? Come on, you know, we got crazy folk because every family does, but we are our family. We love everybody here. Jesus summed up all the commandments in this. They said, what's the greatest commandment of all of it? What can we do? What's the most important? And Jesus said this. He said, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. And the second, listen to the second. He said, and love your neighbor as yourself. It's easy to love God. He loves, he loves us unconditionally. He's never failed us and let us down. But it's a little harder sometimes to love your neighbor. But he said, I want you to love your neighbor anyways. I want you to have so much of my love in you that you can't help but love your neighbor. I want you to be so full of my love and my goodness that you can't help but pour out love. 
Come on, you can't help but respond in love. You can't help but ooze love everywhere that you go. He said, love your neighbor as you love yourself. In 1 Peter 3.8, it says, finally, all of you, be like-minded, be sympathetic, love one another, be compassionate and humble. Do not repay evil with evil or insult with insult. On the contrary, repay evil with blessing because to you, to this you were called so that you may inherit a blessing. I don't want to miss out on a blessing, I'll tell you that. I'm going to love you. The love that God has for us and that he calls us to have for one another is beautifully described in 1 Corinthians 13 where it says, love is patient, love is kind. It does not envy it does not boast, and it is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight with evil, but it rejoices with the truth. It always protects. It always trusts. It always hopes, and it always perseveres. Love never fails. Come on, if love never fails, that's going to be my go-to. That's where I'm going to ground myself. That's where I'm going to root myself in love. How many of you today are willing to stay faithful and committed to love? Amen. Come on, to receiving his love and to giving his love. The second thing the word tells us to remain rooted in is to remain rooted in the word. We must remain rooted in the word. In James 1.19, it says, my dear brothers and sisters... Take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. Man, what if that was the rules in your house? That's it. What if that was the rules on Facebook? Oh, gosh. I can't that. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. That's what the Bible says. Because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. He said, therefore, get rid of all moral filth and the evil that is so prevalent and humbly accept the word that is planted in you, which can save you. Come on, our opinion, our anger, those things cannot save us, but the word of God, when it's planted in us, it says it can literally save us. It can literally save us. The word says in Psalm 1:1, blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked or stand in the way that sinners take or sit in the company of mockers whose delight, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord and who meditates on his law day and night. That person is like a tree planted by the streams of water which yields its fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither and whatever they do prospers. Come on, in order to stay rooted in the word, we must humbly accept the word, delight in the word, meditate on the word, and live by the word. Come on, this is not the only source for the word it's at church on Sunday morning. God wants you to take the word home, to listen to the word, to meditate on the word. Let it get deep down and rooted in your soul. 
Because the enemy wants to come and pluck the word from us and uproot us from the truth of the word of God, just like he did way back in the beginning in the garden. We see in Genesis that God planted a beautiful garden and he placed Adam and Eve right in the middle of the garden. And God placed them and Satan placed the serpent. Stop acting so surprised when you see a serpent in the garden. He's been doing it from the beginning. And the serpent began to cause them to question the word of God. Did God really say? Did God really stay? And there Eve stands with that ripe, delicious looking fruit. It looked good. It seemed harmless. It was pleasing to her eye. It didn't make sense that God would say that she couldn't have it or do it. And the, the tempter came and he said, did God really say that you can't have it? He convinced her that God was just trying to keep something good from her. When all the while God was trying to protect and save her life with the word. And the tempter is still whispering today. He's out there whispering in the hearts and the ears of people. Did God really say? Did God really say that in the beginning he created the male and female in his image and he looked at what he made and he said it was good? Did God really say that the price for sin is actually death? Did God really say that even if you look at a woman lustfully, it's as if you already committed adultery with her in her heart? Did God really say, if it looks good and pleasing, then it can't be that bad? Did God really say, he's sowing seeds of doubt. He's trying to uproot us from the word of God with every question. His goal is for us to lose trust in God and lose faith in the word of God and the believability of the word of God and that God is for us. He wants us to think that God is against us trying to keep things from us when all the while God is saying, I have this word in place to protect you so that you may have abundant life. The enemy came to kill, steal, and destroy. But Jesus said, I came that you would have abundant life. We cannot make up our own belief system because it looks pleasing and it looks desiring. And the enemy tells us, contrary to what the world says, we have to remain rooted in the word of God. Adam and Eve took the bite. As we all have, all have sinned, amen. They were displaced. There were painful consequences for disobeying the word of God. Yet God, yet God out of his redeeming love and mercy made a promise. He made a promise that he would plant a seed in the woman. And that that seed would crush the head of the serpent and break every curse. Isaiah prophesied about him when he said, a shoot will come up from the stump of Jesse. From his roots, a branch will bear fruit and the spirit of the Lord will rest upon him. The spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and of might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord and he will delight in the fear of the Lord. That seed and that shoot is Jesus Christ himself because God specializes in taking stumps and taking roots and bringing new life again. You may have been dead in your sin. 
specializes in bringing something from nothing and what looks dead. And he said, I'm going to plant a seed in your womb. And that seed is going to give eternal life. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. That seed is Jesus Christ. So not only should we remain rooted in love and remain rooted in the word, but we must remain rooted in Christ. Colossians 2, 6 through 8 says, So then, just as you received Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live your lives in him. Continue to live your lives in him. Rooted and built up in him. Strengthened in the faith as you were taught and overflowing with thankfulness. See to it that no one takes you captive through hollow and deceptive philosophy, which depends on human tradition and the elemental spiritual forces of this world rather than on Christ. Has anyone in this room today received Christ Jesus as your Lord and Savior? Jesus Christ is the foundation of our faith. Come on, he rose again. Come on, he came through the virgin. He was the promised one from the beginning. He was that promised seed. He was promised all the way from generation, uh, Genesis. He was promised. He came. Come on, they waited for him, but he came and he was the son of God. Come on, clothed in flesh. Come on, he was all God and all man. Does anybody believe that today? Come on, are you rooted in that fact today that Jesus was our Savior, that we are washed in the blood of the Lamb, and without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sins, and that Jesus took the place of the Lamb, and he was the spotless Lamb so that we can come to God today. And he died, and he rose again on the third day. Does anybody believe that today? Is that the foundation of your faith, that Jesus died and rose again? And not only did he rise again, but he ascended into heaven, and he's preparing a place for us and one day he's coming back again so that we can be spiritually blessed so that we can spiritually prosper with him in heaven forever and ever and ever does anybody believe that today does anybody stand on that oh come on can nobody move you from that come on are you rooted enough in that that nobody can change your mind about it that nobody can talk you out of it that I know who my savior is I know who my redeemer and he lives he lives he lives he lives That's our foundation today. And any doctrine that removes Jesus or paints him to be anything else is a vain philosophy. It's deceptive. And the Bible says to see to it that no one takes you captive. In Matthew 16, Jesus asked the disciples, who do you say I am? And they replied, some say John the Baptist. And others say Elijah and still others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. But what about you, he asked. Because a lot of people saying a lot of things about who Jesus is. But who do you say I am? And Simon Peter answered, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. You are the one we've been waiting for. You are the promised one. You are the Messiah, the son of the living God. And Jesus replied, blessed are you. 
Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by your flesh and blood, but by my Father in heaven. And I tell you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not overcome it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. That's why we must stay rooted in Christ. Stay rooted in Christ. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through me. Philippians 2, 9, 11 says, Therefore God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on under earth and every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. No matter what the economy says, no matter if we face persecution, Come on, no matter what's going around on in our nation, no what's going around in our home, no matter what's going around in our heart, no matter what lies ahead, our trust is not in man. Our trust is in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. In our main text today, Jeremiah says, but spiritually blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in him, they will be like a tree planted by the water that sends out its roots by the stream. What does a rooted tree do? It sends out its roots by the stream. A rooted tree, it reaches. It reaches. It's always reaching for the living water. It's continually extending. It's never satisfied. It's always reaching for a source of life. And the source of vitality is always reaching for the living water so that it can be sustained, so that it can stand the test of time. A rooted tree, it always reaches. It says it does not fear when heat comes. It leaves are always green. A rooted tree reaches, but it also replenishes. Its leaves are always green. It has a source that cannot be seen on the surface. Oh, and it draws from that source continually. It replenishes. It sends that nourishment, that strength up through the trunk and through the branches so that those leaves, that they can stand in the drought, they can stand in the heat. It continually replenishes and continually renews. A rooted tree, the Bible says it has no worries in a year of drought has no worries in a year of drought because a rooted tree remains. It is constant and confident no matter what the circumstances. It is rooted. It has a foundation beneath the ground, below the surface. It is confident no matter what happens, it remains. It is unmovable, unshakable. It remains, it stays. It is unwavering. A rooted tree, Jeremiah says, it never fails to bear fruit. Because a rooted tree, a mature rooted tree, reproduces itself. It always makes sure that there is a generation to follow. 
Come on, it reproduces itself. It always makes sure that it's not the last man standing. It's not good enough for me to just remain rooted. I must reproduce. We must reproduce. We must stay rooted for this next generation. We must stay rooted. We must not only remain rooted in his love, rooted in his word, and rooted in him, but we must remain rooted in his house. Remain rooted in the house of God. Psalm 12, 15 said, the righteous will flourish like a palm tree and they will grow like a cedar of Lebanon planted in the house of the Lord. They will flourish in the courts of our God. Like I told you earlier, this week, you guys can come play. Well, Mark, 20 years of me being a pastor here at Calvary. And my family came here when I was just five years old. This wasn't here. We weren't even on this property, actually. This was all woods. <clears throat> I was 17 when Apostle Rayleigh came. And I've grown up here. And uh, when we came, uh, the church was flourishing. It was doing really well. And I went through a really, really hard season. I know you've heard Apostle talk about how bad it was when he came. Well, he's not exaggerating. I know I have some people on the front row that have been here for, I don't know, way before, since before me, they can testify, amen. Financially, the church was in turmoil at that time and uh, church splits, many people had left. Uh, it, it was rough, <laughs> you know. And my parents stayed along with many others of you in this room today that I'm looking at. And they stayed rooted in the house of the Lord. And I asked my mom, I was like, why did you stay? You know, I was young. I didn't really know everything that was going on. And she said, man, we, we were so involved in the church and so many relationships that we had, you know, and, and the Lord didn't tell us to leave, you know. Come on. But what I heard her saying was we were rooted. We were so connected that we couldn't, we couldn't leave. And there was a group of people that believed for a better day. There was a group of people that remained rooted. And if they hadn't remained rooted, we wouldn't be in this room today. And a few months ago, I don't know if you were here for the... Um, Apostolic Sunday when our pastor took the apostolic mantle. Wasn't that so beautiful? And I was really honored to be able to open that, that time and come and stand here and share from my heart because I love him so much and, my, and Pastor Donna just loved them so much. I'm so grateful for all that they've invested in my life. And I, and I was so honored to stand here and my dad, I don't know if my mom and dad are here. 
today or not. If you are, wave at me, but I don't, oh, there's my mom and daddy. Y'all stand up if you can. Can you give my parents a hand? There's my mama. Man, I love you guys. I love you a lot. My mom, you know, she's a praying mom. I'm, a, I'm the result of a praying mom. And my daddy, man, he just loves me and has taught me how to work and how to love and he's that person that will help anybody anywhere at any time y'all have many of you have been recipients of my dad coming to your rescue and and I'm just so grateful for what they put in me but that day after I got to stand up and speak uh, my dad texted me and he said you did a great job today speaking and it hit me in that moment and I texted him back and I said, Dad, thank you for staying when it wasn't easy. Thank you for staying here and staying rooted when it maybe didn't make sense and it wasn't hard and the winds were blowing and the drought was there and the heat was turned up and everything was crazy and it was a storm. But if you hadn't stayed in that moment, I wouldn't have had this moment. Because rooted trees reproduce. And if they hadn't stayed in that moment, I wouldn't have had this moment. But my baby girl wouldn't have had that moment today. And I don't know if that does anything for you, but it speaks a lot to me. We are all a product of someone deciding to stay rooted in Christ or not, rooted in the church, rooted in marriage, rooted in our faith, rooted in our promises and in our commitments. Jesus is calling us to stay rooted in his love, rooted in his word, rooted in Christ and rooted in his house. There's a, a, a beautiful tree, I, I grew up here and I don't know if I've ever gone to see it before, but I took my kids the other day to go see this amazing tree. If y'all will put the picture of that, it's over in um, the state park over here in Ormond. And it's called the Fairchild Oaks Tree. Any of you, have you ever gone by to see it? And they estimate this tree to be four to 500 or four to 600 years old, actually. And the picture doesn't do it justice, it's quite grand. It's an oak tree. And they estimate it to be that, that old. And could you imagine the things that this tree has seen and, uh, and been a part of? But there's a sign that they have in front of the tree. And it says, this live oak has withstood hurricane winds, fires, droughts, wars, 
and the follies of mankind for centuries. Please help us to protect this magnificent tree. And I don't know, but at the end of my life, I want to have stayed so rooted that when people look, they can say that she withstood the hurricane winds and the fires and the droughts and the wars and the follies of mankind. And we must protect, we must protect. We must remain rooted. Will you stand to your feet all over this place today? Aren't you glad to be planted in the house of the Lord? God's house is a priority in my living and in my giving, in my loving, in my learning. We aren't all perfect, amen? We don't all agree on everything, but we can all agree that we must remain rooted and that we must put our trust in the Lord. Rooted for our sake and rooted for the sake of generations beyond us. For blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord and puts their confidence in Him. If that's you, can you lift up your branches? Can you lift up those branches? Even if they've been wounded. Oh, I see blessing all over this room today. I see, I see prosperity all over this room today. Somebody's getting reconnected today. Come on, somebody's getting regrounded today. Maybe you got off track, but the Lord is, come on, He's rooting you right now. Come on, He's establishing you. You're gonna stand the test of time. You're gonna withstand the winds and the rains. You're gonna withstand the dry seasons. Oh, Lord, Holy Spirit, breathe life. Come on, you know where your source is. Come on, just reach today. Come on, you know where your help comes from. Can you just reach out today? Come on, strengthening you right now. Come on, just take a moment. Come on, he's establishing something in your heart right now. Come on, let's let him do it for a minute. Come on, he's unifying us in his love right now in the name of Jesus. Come on, he's breaking off deception. He's calling you back to being rooted in the word right now in the name of Jesus. Come on, there's someone in this room and he's bringing you back to your first love. Come on, he's bringing you back to a relationship with Jesus. He's bringing you back to your first love. Come on, there's someone here today. You thought about walking away, but he's keeping you rooted in the house. Come on, he's keeping you rooted in the house. And as you stay rooted, lost sons and daughters are coming back in the name of Jesus. As you stay rooted, your children will be rooted. Generations will be rooted in the name of Jesus.
of Jesus. Come on, lift up those branches to him right now. Thank you for joining us for today's message. You can continue to be part of all that God is doing here at Calvary Christian Center. You can text to give at 386-866-3060, or you can visit calvaryfl.com give. We would love for you to subscribe to our podcast and also to share this podcast with your community, your family, and your friends. You can also stay connected by following us on social media at Calvary FL and by subscribing to our YouTube channel. Again, thank you for joining us.